Hey, Internet, welcome back to Same Ish Different Day, the podcast where we continue the march into madness. I'm Raza Malik, and I'm joined with my Amaze Balls co host, Bailey Nargang, also featuring the lovely Wine Mom, the arbiter of everything TikTok and YouTube. Hey, it's Wine Mom. Bailey here. Gotta drop that reminder that you can find this show on any streaming service you use. Remember to leave a sassy review, and you wanna bash us or our opinions generally? Well, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and maybe some other places in the future. I join these guys weekly to keep their egos in check as we break down complex social issues and talk about why your kids shouldn't be watching family vloggers. We talk about real-ish on a real level. Ain't got time for the Twitters? Don't worry, we have collectively wasted our existence combing the internet for you. Also, before these two get carried away, don't be shy. Join our Discord for the inside scoop. You can also support us on Patreon, where you can work your way up your our very own class system. And don't worry, it's pay to win. So welcome back to another episode of Same Shit, Different Day, where we try not to rip each other's heads off. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, he's trying there. to force you into it. Okay, 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 all right. Production manager. Well, then just tell me. I Go, Bailey. Do the more. intro, Bailey. All right. Bailey. I've been saying intro, that Bailey. for the last 37 minutes. Oh, my it's, God. It uh, doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's up, internets? <laughs> Welcome oh. to Same Ish Different Day, the podcast with a name that we can't say anymore. This week, Raza wanted to talk about the odd jobs that we've had in our life. So, what weird job did you have growing up, and did it make you think twice before applying to jobs since you had that wacky or and or unbearable experience? Now, I feel like I have too many tales, so I'm going to throw it to a Raza first to, to tell me his most abhorrent experience that he had. Yeah, so, um, right out of high school, yeah, I graduated high school. The week I graduated, I applied for a job saying, oh, you could sell knives. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. i thinking it, 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 it's in a Lowe's or something or a freaking like a home store. And then all of a sudden I go there and they're like, okay, so you, you're going to have to start going door to door selling knives to people. What? And I said, oh, God, that is the weirdest thing. I don't feel comfortable telling you like... We do. If they let, uh, uh, let us in 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 their house, we had a whole kit that we could take with us, like vegetables, a piece of rope, oh, and whatnot, a banana and stuff, shit like that. And so what? we could show how 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 heavy duty these knives were. Um, I when I found that because like we had to go for a hiring process, and then they called us back. Be like, okay, now go. And Coming for like a month long tra training course. I was like, okay. So then I did that. And then for, for, for the entire, I didn't do the whole, I, I lasted a week because I found out it's door to door selling knives. So I was like, I don't want to do that. That's, that's, that's weird. That's, that's sketchy. I don't want to go into somebody's house. Oh my God. This is a little, like in 2011. When I graduated high school, yeah, we're really old stream, um, but uh, it's just like we we had to um, show them how 
how sharp our knives was. And I remember the selling point is that you get free knives every three, four years as a re replacement. Was it called so, Kajko? Yeah, that was my... No, it, 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 it was like a, a vector something. Oh my god. Like a weird like yeah, vector marketing. Yeah, name. vector cutco. Yeah, this is crazy. That's like sure okay. for later, fam. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's wow. that's cool. That was like the weird. I, I it's cool now, but doing it, I was like, oh, uh, my whole thing was like, oh, you, it's more than minimum wage, and when you're graduating high school, such so, 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 summer, you yep. is the youngest you, you'll ever be, and like you have so much money, so you can spend on beer and stuff right so it's like like the whole thing that sold me was the fact that um it had a crazy amount of money but then i realized wait i gotta have awkward conversations to people though that are gonna close the door because i just sell papers like deliver papers and it was like okay fucking i hated papers. that i don't want to do i mean deliver them but like uh i don't want to to do that again shit that was well, that's a crazy one. That's a crazy yeah. one right there, buddy. Um, what was like when you delivered papers, if you were fine with that stuff, what was the difference between that and going door to door to sell knives? The selling knives part, I think. The I don't want to sell I guess it's knives. the particular I, it, product. Yeah, it's like d delivering papers was cool. Like was like people deliver paper on their kids. People uh, 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 on the paper. If they want knives, they go to like a store or they order it online or some shit. I, I don't. I don't think it's. It was out of place, kind of to me selling knives. But there were people that made like thousands of dollars selling knives, and they're yeah. like their faces were plastered on the. On like the best uh, employee, it was like ultra capitalist too, which was kind it of sounds funny. very close to a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Now that you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. And that's what yeah, all it does, the Google but, search results say too. It sounds awfully close to it. Again, me graduating, I was like what, uh, 18, 19? Yeah. Uh, and I was like. What a pyramid scheme? What the hell is that? Oh, pyramid? That sounds cool. I like pyramids. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wine mom, what about you? What's yeah. a wacky position that you've filled for somebody's benefit? Honestly, I've not had like a weird job. I've just had shitty jobs. Like I worked at a dog kennel once. That's a weird and... job for many people. Uh, it's not that weird. You just clean up dog poop. I mean, it's and you're working with dogs too. Yeah, it's just fun. I worked at a portrait studio. That was fun. <laughs> I worked in cute. a clothing store. I worked in a beauty store. Like, I haven't really had weird jobs. I did one tele one. I wouldn't say telemarketing job. I wouldn't call it a telemarketing job. But I worked for the government in a roundabout way. And it was the worst job ever. I would never have the patience for that. I yeah, I, I I made it yeah, three, so three weeks, and I had a complete mental breakdown. And I was like, not for me. Quitting. Yeah, there's something 
about the a monotonous sort of work culture that kind of like throws us me me off, I guess. Honestly, I like for me, it was just the fact that like, because this is the thing when you work in any kind of like telemarketing or phone based customer service industry. They don't hire appropriate people for positions. They hire teenagers and then promote them very slowly throughout the years to positions they don't deserve because they're too immature to have them. Mm-hmm. Because they've never had to have like any real life experience. Because this is the thing. All the people who were my managers had been working at that company for 10 years and they were all like my like younger than me, maybe a little bit older than me, and they all had no real job experience and they were just promoted to high level positions really fast and then thought mm. that they were better than everyone else when they were like actually just idiots. Yeah. Yeah. The because world, I remember the- like literally having a conversation with a manager and being like, How the fuck are you a manager? Because you're you were actually an idiot. Like, you're actually an idiot. Like, you're actually the dumbest person I've ever spoken to in my life. Like, I don't understand how you are in charge of this team. I feel like you would understand. I'm um, talking to a group of children. Honestly. As someone who's like a people manager, wine mom, I I feel like you understand this, that lately I've been observing and intrigued by how many people can make it to like a manager level position and have With no nothing. sort of peop- no people training. Like they weren't no. trained on how, how to manage people. It's like... I mean, it's not even so much that. So it's like, because I've bounced around a lot job to job and like, I'm the kind of person, like I advance quickly in my, in whatever job I get. I get a job within a year, I'm already advancing to something else. Because that's just, I guess that's just how I work, maybe. I think it's more so, less about quality of work, and more so about I'm willing to take on more burden just to get shit done. Who knows, maybe they think I bring quality. But it's like, I managed... You just built different. Right, and it's like, I managed an entire team of adults at the age of like 20... I think I was like 23 or 22 managing an entire team of adults and it's like I was the youngest person there but I was still able to like do a job properly and manage these people and that was like from from going from experience to experience and not just getting gifted a position because I worked there for six to 12 months you know yeah so it's just yeah, weird see- to see these people just like zero like literally i can't even explain to you how zero functionality there was and that experience there though gave you the people skills to be a more effective manager overall right yeah like that's what i I think a lot of people are lacking is that that added skills that you developed well let's just say i have the skills but i have zero desire to ever hold that position again I do not want to manage a team because people are dumb. I don't have the patience for it. I don't want the responsibility. It's like even the job that I'm at now, somebody made some joke about, oh, we need to get you a key. And I literally looked at them and I was like, I absolutely do not want that level of responsibility here. Yeah. Never again do I want to be a fucking key holder. And no. Like, I I think it's like follows a lot of like what bailey is kind of dealing with like like the reason why you don't want to do like the high, like the more like responsible stuff is like you have to deal with like incompetent people 
essentially. Here's the here's the real thing. Here's the real thing. We force kids, right, to get jobs as soon as they reach like you know sixteen to eighteen. We want kids to get a job. And a lot of times the jobs that are available to us are customer service based jobs. Do you even understand how much trauma comes from working a customer service job? I've never experienced more person to person trauma than I have ever experienced working in a customer service position. I had a girl literally crying and throwing up because I folded a t-shirt after she had touched it. And she said that I was following her around the store and accused her of stealing when I literally just folded a t-shirt because she made a mess of the display. Like literally absolutely yeah. bawling her eyes out and throwing up at the front of the store. I get you. I was a bar manager, so I've seen the world of it. That was so traumatic. Yeah. Like so traumatic. And it's just like... I mean... Yeah. I just, I don't know why we, I don't know. Customer service is not a place for children. I'm just going to say that. It's not a place for young people to learn how to have a job. There has to be a different system. Oh, bro. When I was 14, when I was 14, I had the owner of the restaurant yelling at me because I'm not doing my job well enough because I don't understand what it's like to have to pay bills. I was like, well, why the, why the fuck do I, why, why am I getting this paycheck from you? Why should I come in tomorrow? Like, what right. You, all right, I don't got any bills then. All right, find a new busboy then, dingus. Well, and because here's another thing too. So this has become not, not what Raza wanted it to be. So. I mean, it personally does it's I, it always ends up being something else. So okay. it just helps me. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about this job that I got and I'll tell you how I got the job and some of the experiences I had within the job. So I went to school for hair, as you guys know, and then finding a job as an assistant in a salon is extremely difficult because the requirements they have for you are not, they're not realistic when you're just coming out of school. So it takes a while to find someone who's willing to hire you. So after I finished hair school, I was like, let me just get a little, you know, shitty temporary work at the mall job. I was like, I want to work in a clothing store because I want a discount so I can get some clothes for when I go to a salon. Right. That was my goal. So at the time I had pink hair and I went to the interview and the girl absolutely loved me. She was like, I want to hire you on the spot, but I have one problem. And she was like, it's the fact that you have pink hair. Yeah. And so the hair was not cha- the hair was not changing. I was not changing the hair. That was not going to happen. I was at that age where I was like, this is how I come, either take me or not. And so I so what what ultimately what got me the job is I just said to her, I'm like, if you think the color of my hair disqualifies me for this job, then you're going to lose out on a significantly great candidate and I'm sorry for you. Called me twenty minutes later and I got the job. So hey. that's a lesson in confidence. You you have to be confident when people say things like that to you, especially if you're alternative in any degree. You need to have confidence to tell people, I'm sorry that you're willing to lose out on a good opportunity by hiring me because she almost did. Anyways, so she was the manager and she had an assistant manager that worked there. This assistant manager, first of all, 
she's like a 40 something year old woman working in a teenager's clothing store in the mall. Okay. Literally mm-hmm. has the biggest ego I've ever seen in my entire life. Literally the biggest ego ever. And we had gotten into a huge fight and this was like just before my lunch break. And so she's like, well, you can go on your lunch break after we had this big fight. Like, bitch, yeah, I'm going on my lunch break. I don't know why you think you're giving me permission. So this picture mm, one mom. Right. Like, <laughs> so I went on my lunch break and I called my mom and I was like, yeah, mom, like I'm quitting this job. Like I'm not, this is the last day for me. Like I'm not coming back. Like I have three days off after this and I ain't going to be here. I was already at that time. I was already working part-time at the salon and my boss was waiting for me to ask for full time. So it wasn't even like, it wasn't that big of a deal. I, I could quit the job easy. So I went back into the into the the store and I went into the back room and I started packing all my stuff and I guess she had decided in the time that I was on my lunch break that she was going to send me home. Mind you, she's yeah. the assistant manager and she's making a big mistake because the manager that works there absolutely loves me. She happened to be cousins to somebody who was a really good friend mm-hmm. of my grandmother's, mm-hmm. so she liked me even more. So this woman's just making mistake after mistake by coming after me. <laughs> So I go in and like, so like I said, I guess she decided she was going to send me home. So I'm, I'm already packing up my stuff. She comes into the back room. She whips open the door and she's like, you can go home. And I was like, I am going home. She was like, well, you can take the garbage out when you're on your way out. I said, girl, you think I'm taking the garbage out? You're, you're mistaken. And I left. I took my stuff and I left and I said, I won't be seeing you again. I, so, I will not be seeing you again. We are like, going I Dungeon won't Abbey. Be you again. I won't be taking out the garbage. I don't know what you think this is. You are disrespecting me. Because it was like, girl, you're disrespecting me. You think I'm going to take the garbage out? Yeah. Sweetheart. Mm. You are confused. Mm. You do not know me. You do not know a wine mom. Okay? Don't make mistakes. So anyway, so I left. <laughs> I left. And then I didn't show up to my next shift, right? Because like I told you, I basically I quit. And the manager called me, like, begging. Begging for me to come back. And so I just, I told her all about her employee. I just said, look, girl, this manager you have hired here, this 40-year-old woman who has a power trip over teenagers, uh, she's got to go because you're going to keep losing employees if this is the rate that you have it. Like, not going to happen. That's every customer service job. But this is what I mean. If I was younger, do you know how much PTSD you would have from that situation? Like yeah, a forty-year-old yeah. woman literally it, attacking you because saying, yeah. of bullshit. They, because as kids, you don't know. No. You, if, if an adult is talking to you, you see you see that as an authoritative. Exactly, and that's yeah, that's a big not, problem. Yeah. That's a big problem because she started as a regular employee there and she worked her way up to a management position so it's once again somebody who was a low person on the totem pole who's deciding to take out the fact that they had to be a low person and they were mistreated they decide to treat their staff the same way no i agree with that i agree with that and that's traumatic for teenagers i was i said i was 14 getting yelled at by owners of restaurants it sticks with you it's interesting because you have to learn how to navigate those conflicts like i wasn't sure what to do right this is the thing right well this is it right that's the experience i had but then i had a friend who worked at the eb games 
And he started there as a teenager and worked his way up to a manager and then eventually a regional manager. And he was the most loved manager because he didn't treat people like shit because he was treated like shit. So instead he chose to do it differently. So it just goes to show like you never know what you're going to get. And that's why I really think any kind of customer service where you got young people in management positions. But that's what I'm trying to goes back to. It's a nuanced conversation because it's about you need to gain those people skills from outside environments, right? Like just because you're sitting there and you sit there, you work at Abercrombie and Fitch, you work at Abercrombie and Fitch for 10 years, you're not going to get any diverse work experience to be able to understand how to deal with these people and develop those skills. From not a manager's perspective all. or as a team. Yeah. Not at all. So, so it's kind of like, yeah, like I, I haven't really worked in retail service or like customer service for so, so like all of this stuff is like uncharted territory for me. So the, the closest thing I've, I've come to it is like working uh, nights at Superstore where mm. I would help the, the last the last customers before we close the store and, and work at night, right? Yeah. And that was, wasn't that bad. But yeah, I see what you're saying. There's no room for growth in that in the, in the industry, unfortunately. No. And I mean, I, like, uh, I'll say Walmart tries. Walmart tries, but... To a degree. Hmm? To a degree. It's still yeah, Walmart. I mean, We're still talking Walmart. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right. You're right. They're still going to make you offer... sing a song in the morning together. I not pay you well. That's why they can keep the shit, yeah, but shit, they, shit low. But they do they do hire their younger clientele. They do get their, their clientele. Their younger um, employees. They do give them more opportunities as far as like internships and like there is grants and stuff that they offer for you. Become part of I the know. machine. Join us. Join us. I know, but I, I'll say like one of my girlfriends worked there. And she worked there as like literally the like two shifts a week and then became a floor manager. And she was able to go to school and they were super accommodating of her schedule and all that stuff. I mean, it's changed now with the pandemic and everything. But it's like mm-hmm. at the time, like Walmart is was the place to get a job. If you could. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, pl- like big department stores were like mm-hmm. just hire as many people as, as you can. Because then you can fly under the radar, too. That's the thing. If you're a young person and you're looking for a job, get a job at a very busy grocery store, like a big chain grocery store where they have tons of employees. Like, look for a place that's got tons of employees. You don't want to work somewhere where you're, like, number four on the team. Because then you're going to literally experience some of the most traumatic things you'll ever experience. I don't know. I disagree personally. I think it's good to have some responsibility so that you can no. understand that. No, responsibility. No, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I worked in the beauty supply place. I was one of five employees, and I never was not on call. I literally got called for every single shift that people didn't show up for. I never had a weekend because nobody wanted to work on the weekends. I always got the shitty evening shift. Which is fair. Whereas if you go to a bigger team, there's more flexibility on schedule. You'll probably see a lot more daylight. You'll not always be the first person called. You won't carry as much guilt for not going into work when they are short team member. You don't feel like part of the team that works. Break down, Bailey. Break down. Break down, Bailey. (laughs) 
kidding. You don't feel like part of the team. You can't sit there. You can't develop a work culture. Like you're you're not developing a career. You're not developing independent skills. Right? There's like gives and takes for both. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that I think there's also benefits to the opposite perspective. Like you're giving more pressure and taking on more responsibility. But at the I same feel time, like that does have its benefits. I feel like if you're a teenager and it's a part-time job, you don't need to work in a small team. Just work your big team job mm. and get the fuck out of there as soon as you can. That's it. Is it about like, I hear like, what you're building saying. a career at that point? Yeah. Like, I hear what you're saying, but as someone who has exclusively worked mm. jobs with small teams, like, I've literally never had a team bigger mm -hmm. than 10. Mm -hmm. too much trauma way too much trauma way too much responsibility no respect no freedom the amount of accountability was disgusting because i you get stuck taking for i got stuck taking accountability for things that had nothing to do with me things that i didn't even do what i wasn't even part of because i wasn't there and then because i'm the one of two team members there the next day i gotta so take I the responsibility I don't deny your experience is valid. That's fucked. That's no fun. But that's why I encountered a Raza. That's why I think it's important. You should be thinking about your career because it's about having as many skills that you can to get it done. Yeah, but like I'm saying so at, at the age of 14, you're not really thinking about it. You're just thinking about like ha having money in, in your, in like spending money in your, your, Pocket, what I'm right? saying, so I had the opposite. I was. I was concerned about getting as okay, many employable well, skills as I could, you know what I mean? And there are other people yeah. there who are looking to get diverse yeah. jobs, you know what I mean? But generally speaking, generally speaking, that's what kids did. I know a lot of kids who, who thought like I did, but like if, if, if I have X amount of, of money, the, I can just spend it, right? I, nobody, at, like, sure, there's going to be people who are thinking about their career at a young age but the majority of, of the kids were like not really they didn't even understand a concept of a career unless it was told to them you know my you whole thing is like when you're so young and you work a job with a small team like i'll expose i worked at sally beauty supply okay there was a manager an assistant manager and three girls. That was it. Five of us that would work interchangeably in the day. Two people in the morning, three in the evening. If one person didn't show up for work, somebody would have to come in and cover that shift. And it would be one of the other two employees that weren't working that day. And it's just like I never – my days off were never a real day off because I would always get called in halfway through the day or I would be told the night before that they need me to cover a shift. It was just like – you know, and then when somebody goes on vacation, everybody has to pick up the slack for the person who goes on vacation. So I'm just saying, when you're young and you're just starting a job, you don't need that amount of responsibility. It's way too overwhelming when you're just when you're just starting to work. That's what I'm saying. That's fair. That's fair. I I feel like we also need to um, revamp the workers' rights. Um, well, this is leftist Reza talking now. Uh, <laughs> I need to get shit back in the hands of, of the workers and rise up. It's just, I just think about like how toxic these are, like jobs. Like, I remember being like a senior employee 
And all of the other employees would be like, well, we just need to hire somebody so that they're the lackey and like they have to do all the shitty shifts we don't want to do. Like that literally but was part of the, every, the culture there. But not every work, like even you're saying like you're working for a salon that's part of a larger conglomerate, right? Like maybe you would feel more invested if it was like an independent business, you know what I mean? Like there are alternative variables, salon. you know what I mean? Well, if you're talking about salon, I've worked for a corporate salon and I've also worked for a small business salon and both of them were horrible in the same way. Mm -hmm. That's fair. But okay. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> Touche. I'm just saying based off Love my you, work experience, right? Based off my work Love experience. You. If I worked, maybe if I worked in a small team, like, because I know you've worked mostly like restaurant stuff. If I worked in a small restaurant team, maybe I would have been better. But I just think in the environments that I worked in, it was like, you're the newest employee, so you have to do all the things that nobody else wants to do, and you also have to take all the shitty shifts, and you also have to work late at night, and it was just, like, annoying. Yeah, the thing is, like, when you relate to the restaurant industry, in most cases, you have, like, cash incentive also, right? So at least I'm yeah. getting extra money for dealing with more of the bullshit. Right? Exactly. So that exactly. is actually a contingent to when you bring in that into the combo for sure. Mm -hmm. Aren't you the one telling me that uh, Bailey was the one telling me that restaurant in in, in restaurants uh, fucking the tip pool shouldn't be spread equally because of the work that's being put in, into it. So why are like because, uh, well, it depends waiters. what you're talking... Was that you telling me that? Or was that well, else? it depends what you're talking about when you're talking about the tip pool. But in most cases, it's like... Equal, you, right? Um, it depends on how your restaurant does it. Typically, it's that every server is going to give 5 to 10% of what they make tips. And they all give it back. And then it gets spread equally between the kitchen. Right? Now... That's the that's the thing. A lot of people argue that like the chefs should get a much larger percentage of that. Now, I would personally then, agree. Yeah. Um, and especially <laughs> now with Uber, right? Like the bus boys, all the little lackeys that like wine mom is saying that are the lower the totem pole are the ones who got to answer the calls and fucking sweep up the vomit and do all the crappy jobs like they should definitely now that the pandemic has happened it's not uh, i would say fairly distributed because the servers aren't just like bringing in hundreds of dollars cash all the time anymore well i think the just the tip system in general needs to be improved i think like because to your point of like oh the chef should receive more tips I hear you, but respectfully disagree. I think that it's the restaurant's job to pay the chefs more mm. money because the people who, yes. because the people who are out there being shit on by some shitty customer who's mad that their food was a little bit cold, I think deserves the tip. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I'm saying fair. this is somebody who worked in the salon and would watch my boss pocket a hundred dollar tip when I did ninety percent of the work. That was very frustrating. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, you mixed the color formula and you did the haircut, but I literally did everything else. I massaged yeah. the client. I booked the appointment. I took the money. I, you know, did all of the, the, I applied the color, you know, I did all of that stuff. My hot take would be that if a restaurant gave their workers actual appropriate livable 
wages. Like yeah. Not minimum wage, but a livable wage. Uh, tips would, wouldn't be that heavy. It would still be there, but it wouldn't be a a, a reliant now. Like, it I understand wouldn't cause... That. Yeah. It wouldn't cause as much animosity between team members if tips, tips and stuff were done that differently. Too. Yes, but I, I'm just saying that, like, I was reading somewhere, I think 80, 70 or 80 percent of the wait staff of a rely on, on tips, right? Yep. And that's a pretty big number. So if restaurants paid their workers, again, a little wage, I think that problem would, would start to solve itself out over time. And then you're also putting a lot of onus on a restaurant owner who has a profit margin that isn't definable on a monthly basis to be able to afford that hey, fair minimum wage. You got to start somewhere, Bailey. Well, I'm I mean, minimum everybody. is... Well, that's why minimum, my family's business went out of business. So, you know, like, it, it's like there's... It's... I mean, the cost of living is right? has increased for, exactly. for sure. On, on, that's the on thing. Top of that's that. a, so, yeah. like, so like yes, I I understand what you're saying, but like they shouldn't hire or be a restaurant if they can't give that cost exactly. of living. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you, Bailey. It's I'm hard to so say. I'm so iffy there. It's such a no. cycle because then it's well, like because no, the cost no, of living no. goes up, but then you're sitting there in a neighborhood where it's like could be getting gentrified, right? And it's like. What if the mm -hmm. cost of living going up in your neighborhood wasn't your fault, and now mm -hmm. all of a sudden your business is fucked? It's a yeah. It's, if if it's a give and take, I, I think, but I I don't know. I'm talking if we were in a in a utopia, more or less, the yeah. one that comrade Bernie Sanders would have brought in. But you know, well, I I just think like there is no job that should pay less than minimum. That shouldn't exist. You should yes, never be paid less than minimum, no matter yeah. what the position yeah. is. But yeah. I think, I like, in in industries such as, like, the hair industry um, and the, the food industry, like, the whole imbalance of how tips work and the fact that, like, there is no real system that's genuinely fair with any team, it's just, it's difficult. Because... I couldn't imagine being a server, doing all this work, earning my $100 tip, and then I got to go split it with the team. I'd want to punch somebody in the mouth. <laughs> like, I did all that work to get that $100 tips, and now I got to share it with Sally, who doesn't even show up on time half the time? Forget it. You, you know what would help that wine, Mom? Punching Sally a in the face? Okay, that too, but mandated therapy. Ma like, where you could actually go into it and not worry about having to pay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so I, I feel you there. Welcome to the Socialist uh, Podcast, where we talk about leftist ideas. Do we want to like, talk about have... Bailey's odd jobs, or do we want to move yeah, on to ahead. Am I the Asshole? No, I'm job. kidding. I'm sure. Um, I don't know. When I was a kid, oh my! I did a lot of weird jobs as a kid. That now that I look back on, was like, oh, that was I was used as labor a lot. Um, it was so building worlds for Bailey. Yeah. I had to demolish the interior of a hospital wing with someone before when I was like twelve. Cool. So I just had like a big ass hammer, like breaking down walls and shit. It was that was a weird experience. Mm -hmm. My friend almost killed himself with a vent 
That was entertaining. <laughs> that was a good odd job. Um, <laughs> I did. I got to smash a bunch of walls. You're 12, and you give yep. them an empty building, and you say, take sledgehammer. Dead, just the walls oh. need to go down. Everything needs to break. You're like, all right, this you, is the best yeah. job ever. Were you on that K when you were doing that? Oh my yes, gosh. Yes, when I was 12. Well. Yes. <laughs> Annoying Bailey. I don't know. Um, the second weirdest was probably just because of like my family owning uh, indoor and outdoor soccer field. So it was like all the odd jobs associated with that, like fucking dealing with animals in a barn, uh, if watering an outdoor soccer field by hand, bro. It's oh, my God, dog, you got to <laughs> carry a sprinkler around for hours. And then I used to have to mow all the fields next to the golf course. That was my odd job. That was not fun. Not fun. Um, got some PTSD from the scariest job I had probably was I used to paint houses and I was the painting crew chief. So I was in charge. I was like 21 in charge of like a bunch of 18 and 16 year olds painting houses with like three story ladders and no one had straps. No one was roped up. I would just be on like the third story of a house just like painting windows. And, and, and oh like, God. fixing the trim and, like, doing, hiding mistakes that people made. Um, Just really things. A very Honestly. chaos-inducing life experience. Um, what I wanted to ask through going through those odd jobs, I wanted to ask you, too, as a fun, goofy one I added on. And all those shitty jobs you've done in your life, what was the worst smelling task you had to do? Oh, easy. Fucking the cutting the cantaloupe that was like a month old, apparently. It, it, it looked like it was a month old. And every, like, like you know how cantaloupes sort of Im implode on, on, on itself? Mm -hmm. It's like kind of like soggy. It did that and it let out like, or like, like what your organics bin would smell like in a closed room gross that, it's disturbing i had to when my family bought the restaurant it was it was another family restaurant before it and then it was a kfc and then nice. we bought the restaurant and the people were like that bucket there was a garbage can in the back they're like it has been there for eight years or like seven years so just Ew. I and then we bought the restaurant. My mom was like, "You got to deal with that." So I had to like a seven-year-old trash can, like untouched. The weather's getting to it. There's animals in town. Unspeakable horrors. God, like God. it was just pure ammonia. No, this was in Toronto. This was in a back alley, mm. just a garbage can in the back alley behind the restaurant that was so gross that no one wanted to touch it for seven years. That's pretty metal. Yeah. It was the most pungent smell I've ever had in my life. It was it, it was toxic. It stuck to my shoes. I had to throw out my clothes. And this was coming from a oh. kid who had to go to the dump all the time as like a little boy. I used to go to the dump as a child so I could deal with gross smells. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> no. No. I mean... Why, mom? Why, mom? What you got? So it's a toss up 
between these two things. And I guess it depends on how much you hate one smell versus the other. Um, so when I worked at the dog run or like the dog kennel, the worst was going out with a hose and scrubbing all the dog shit out of the cement run that they would put them in. That was pretty horrible, especially in the summer when it had been sitting out there for an hour. Just, just fuming. It was nasty. Um, so that, or, or the fresh smell of like super old school, dirty, nasty perm, which literally smelled Uh, like puke. Yeah. That, uh, That shit would get in your eyes, on your clothes, on your hands. In your hair, like this, ugh, barf. This sucks. I don't like this podcast anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What a way to end it. What a way to end it. Thank you. Um, Uh, Okay, so we're getting there. Mine's tame, and my mom is just like, it opened a portal to hell. Uh, Yeah. That's how bad it was. (laughs) <laughs> like literally this is because this is when when i say to you like the trauma of coming that comes from like working these jobs is like the hair like the established stylist they wouldn't apply their own perms so let's say a stylist had four perms that day you got to do four barf jobs it's oh. horrible and it's like ugh. ugh. and then i think also what's mm-hmm. also really nasty is cleaning up like that nasty hair that sits in the sink at the end of the day because no stylist ever took the hair out of the sink after they washed their client they would just leave it in there so the assistant would be cleaning up like four clients worth like of hair just fistfuls of hair like filled with hair dye and perm solution and conditioner and it was like a full barf fest oh my god we should have a segment on our on our or or anything for our thing it was literally uh, to the point where i refused to cl- i refused to take it out of the sink like the other assistant had to do it because i literally would vomit like i could not do it what's the segment what's the segment it should be like well why uh uh hair 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 stylist nightmares with wine mom is that a kitchen bro there is a lot that comes along with that let me tell you that's jokes that's jokes I don't, I, I'm just trying to think top of my, I didn't have, uh, definitely as a restaurant, working in a restaurant at 14 and 15, I had to do a lot of really lackey jobs. It was like the basement would be flooding and they'd be like, here, your job is to just sit down here for six hours and mop this basement. This is your job for Ugh. tonight. Really? Yeah. Oh. Because the water would keep coming in. So my job was water come in, you mop, put in bucket, throw outside water yeah, just for six <laughs> hours. Just six hours Jeez, of mopping. <laughs> I had the polar opposite of, like, I also had the polar opposite of that. I worked in, in the laundry section of, uh, of, um, of the Hilton, and it smelled like heaven all day. Just like a chemical heaven, though, not of actual heaven. Because of all See, like, the shit they would put in the, in the thing. So I, I had to do, when I worked in the salon, we had to do laundry. But the laundry yeah. that we did just smelled like mold because it was all wet towels that had been sitting there all day. Oh, yeah. All piled on top of each other with a whole mix of different chemicals and shit. 
also people no human sense. beings human beings are disgusting and any kind of customer yeah, service bro. job you have to do humans are just the filthiest things to exist they're so disgustingly dirty like working mm. in a place where you have to clean a bathroom where you have to take turns cleaning a bathroom no no i would yeah. i literally remember yeah. being like i will never piss in this bathroom because there's no way i'm cleaning it up I literally will never use this bathroom the entire time I work here because I'm not cleaning this up. No, that was as the manager. That was my trick. I would do the washrooms, but then you got I'm doing the washrooms. So you got to fucking there's there's favors to be made up here for the fact that I'm doing the washrooms <laughs> constantly. Oh, no. Listen, even with my bathroom here at my house, I'm telling you, if I go into somebody's home, and their toilet, like the bowl of their toilet is stained, like, and you can tell that, like, they don't clean their toilet regularly. I mm -hmm. have a visceral re reaction. My body cannot mm -hmm. handle it. Like, I cannot do a dirty toilet. I can't. I can't. Like, I can't. Yeah. I literally, yeah. I bleach my toilet so regularly. Like, I absolutely not. I, it has to be, I want to be able to make soup in that toilet. I'm telling you right now. All right, so anybody, if you have Y Mom come over, you better be bleach like, your toilet, you please. To make sure it's no, no, not bleach your toilet. Get a new one, cause just get a new one, cause there's no way in hell a used toilet is, is gonna have soup eaten out of it. America standard the, the shit out of your washroom. Yeah, Raza for That's the, the check. The checklist for our live podcast. Can you add to buy bleach to the list for me, please? All right, word. Okay. Thank oh, you. oh my god! Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Are you <laughs> telling me you have to clean right. the toilet, Bailey? <laughs> that says a lot right there. <laughs> that says a lot. Uh, uh, I took dumps in that toilet, man. <laughs> I watched. <laughs> I watched the toilet. I watched the toilet. I'm fucking around. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, you dork. I bet All he's right. not. After after stream, he's gonna be like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> I've been a bit lazy this past month, but I'm usually very good. But I've been moving, so I have a valid excuse. Okay, but like, here's, How's the, thing. Oh, sorry. here's yeah. the thing with the studio, right? Because I know that like we're gonna be going to the studio. I've been waiting for you to fully be finished moving because once you have it so that like once I come to the, I'm just telling, just preparing you, Bailey. When I come to the studio, the first thing I'm doing is gutting that bathroom. It is All literally right. getting bleached from one it. side of the wall to the other. I'm literally not joking. It is getting All full right. bleached. All right. If you want, if I'm gonna ever spend a night in that studio, there is no fucking way. That bathroom has to be literally sterilized. All right, you got a deal. You got a deal. I can I can collaborate on that one. Yeah, it's just uh, just a bathroom because a bathroom for me is supposed to be like your spa clean place. You know, like when you come home after work, you take your well for me because I'm a woman. You take your makeup off. You do your skincare. Oh, okay, I'm not trying to go in there with no, no. It's it's about dumping the waste. You know, it's not about it's nope. about waste. Does it work to it, Bailey? Nope. Apparently, it doesn't it's work to it. It's a spa place. It's a spa place. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Us, no, for us men, it's where we let out all of our toxins. Everything. Listen, 
I I dated I dated a guy once and I remember going to his house where they had two bathrooms and right. like I just like the ba- the upstairs bathroom was literal nightmare fuel for me. Like literal nightmare fuel. Like I'm not even joking like there was always like beard hairs or hairs everywhere. There was toothpaste all over the counter, the floor, the walls. There was poo-poo stains on the toilet everywhere. It was just like, how did you get poo-poo stain there? Like, what are you doing in here? Like, I just... No. No. Oh, I just got invaded by another sniper. Um, I've had the, I've had, yeah. had bad experiences in bad houses like that. Sorry, Raza, go. No, I, uh, like, I did too, dude. And it's because, like, again, like, fortunately, like, at people because I'm a dude, I can I have a variety of ways of doing this, but generally I like planting my myself and bracing for impact. But um, God. it's like it's it's like yeah, it is kind of weird. Well, when when like you go to a house and like it feels like the washroom is like not hasn't been looked at since they have moved into that place i just like a dirty bathroom because it's not just that it's a dirty bathroom it's that it's human bodily excrements that's what it is it is stuff that has come out of your poopy hole and it's this is a bath like mm, i can't even for podcast the same shit different day bro i just i can't literally because i i listen i clean that bathroom so much all my friends you can ask them they come over and i'm like i'm sorry my bathroom is such a mess because bathroom to me is never clean even i try my hardest i still feel like it's never clean enough i'm always apologizing it's okay just let it it's okay you do a good job it's as clean as you can get it and that's good that's good enough it doesn't need to be perfect. It's a metaphor for life. Your toilet is no, a metaphor for life. Perfect. No, no, it needs to be perfect. It will never be I perfect. I can't handle though. it. I can't handle it. it Anyways, it will that's, be close that's to my perfect. anxiety. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the number one thing that is making me scared to live with a man. Is the bathroom. Because I'll, right. I'll kill him. I will. I will kill him. I will. I'm telling I'm you. Getting, I will. I'm getting the treatment. I'm I'm learning about hairs that I leave that I had no idea existed, man. I'm, oh. I'm learning about all kinds of mess I leave that I had no idea happened in the washroom. I'm telling you, I would Raza, kill wait, you. Wait until, everywhere. wait until your mommy stops cleaning up the hair out of the tub after you shower. There's so much hair in the tub that I didn't know existed, bro. Mm. There's hair in the tub all the fucking time. You can't stop it. Bailey. (laughs) I mean, I, I, that, yeah, I, sure. I'm just, I'm just saying, whatever man lives with me, I feel sorry for him because he's going to have to have his own bathroom on the other side of the planet because it ain't happening in mine. That would be Don't a funny care. priority to have for moving in with a partner. We must have separate bathrooms. Separate bathrooms. Do not touch mine. Do not go into mine. Do not look at mine. Do not look at the door. Don't even think about the I'll fact breathe that on it. If I ever There's came, if I lives. ever found out that they used my bathroom, it's over. Oh boy. Oh Why boy. Does I'm the taking cat... the washroom with me. Does the cat get a bathroom pass? 
well, I have to share my bathroom with her, but it causes me the most anxiety sharing a bathroom with her. Do you, I'm, this, I'm serious. Oh, do you no, know, so essentially it's any being. Do you know you, how many, do you know how many times I have changed the type of litter that I use for her just because of the mess that she leaves in the bathroom? I have tried every type of litter. I have done wood litter. I have done regular like litter. I've done the, the soft pebbles. I've tried every litter. Right now I use this stuff called Yesterday's News, which is just like pellets, but it's newspaper pellets. It's been the best thing I've used so far, but she still manages to get the pellets outside of the box. It's just um, you're never gonna causing... be able to win. It's a never-ending battle. The cat litter bar. We're, we're, how did we get on the cat litter? How did how did we get here? How did we get? Because here? you you asked if she gets a pass in the bathroom, and the answer right, is no. Right. Right, I take okay. her. Listen, when she leaves a mess in the bathroom, I literally bring her into the bathroom and put her face in it. This is your mess. Why did you do this? Now, mommy has she's to clean not... it up. She's a cat. Oh, mommy litter. She's it. not gonna get it. She knows. she knows. She uh, knows. Does she? She knows. For all she knows, you could uh, basically a cat has one. It's just like if a other being has to clean up its poop. Come on, it's a cat doesn't. It's just like you clean my poop now. Respect me. No, she she knows. She knows. Yeah, she's just looking at my mom like you're still gonna do it. So you see, yeah, she's gonna do it. You're gonna feed me. You're gonna feed me later. later? Ah, I see you. I see you. You're gonna feed Honestly. me later. Honestly, I like later. this. That's jokes. No, you're um, you're uh, I'm just you're, uh, you're kidding. You know, like I know we were talking about jobs and stuff, but let's just make let me just give a little secret advice to men out there. Learn how to clean a bathroom. Okay, just do yourself a favor and learn how to clean a fucking bathroom. Please. It's valid. It's good advice. Good pro tips. What's where? Where do they start? If you're giving men's bathroom cleaning tips, what's what's step number one? Wipe the sink down, and you know when you go to the bathroom, you use the toilet. Put the put the bowl spray in the toilet, okay, and scrub it. And mm. also wipe the bottom of the toilet seat. No, many stop, man's stop miss the bottom on the rim. under. Under the toilet seat too, bro. Actually, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I will say underneath. So you know when men come to the bathroom, they flip up the toilet seat and the lid, right, to go to the bathroom. So yeah. when women go pee, because we sit, yeah. there's splatter. That's just how it works. Not enough girls. Oh, I've gone to girls' shocker. houses. I've gone to girls' houses, and not enough of them are lifting up that toilet seat and cleaning it. And it's like, that's that's a big anxiety thing for me is I don't want a man to come to my house, lift up my toilet seat and see pee pee splatter on the toilet seat when he's trying to go pee. Yeah. That stresses me out. I don't want that. So I'm constantly wiping my toilet seat down. Mm -hmm. Like every two days, it's lifted and wiped. It's only human. It's only human. You know, everybody nope. poops. Everybody no, you sound gross, Bailey. No, nope. gross. Not if oh if a guy God. if you go to a girl's house bailing and you gotta touch her toilet and you lift it up and there's a bunch of like pee pee stain, you're cool with that? Yeah, pretty much. It depends on the human. Like I you know, I might be grossed out, but you know, like happens. You maybe maybe you don't clean your toilet seat every two days, so you're maybe you just didn't me. get this, to it this week. This you're, opens traumatizing up a lot. Me. you're traumatizing this me. Opens up a lot. Literally what? traumatizing me. 
Listen, I think about Girl, this all the I time. I like a pee stains. I think about this all the time because Panda comes here a lot. And I'm always like, he mm. must think that I am the nastiest girl in the world. Because I'm always like, okay, mm. don't. When he comes, I'm all. I have so much anxiety around the bathroom that I make every time he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I say, flush the toilet before you open the lid. That's how much anxiety I have about bathrooms. Right. I literally like, I'm What's wasting water. What happens? Because it's like, what if I put hair or a Q-tip or and bald? What, what, what if your shit? She oh, forgot to flush, Bailey. He's going what to come out. He's going to come because out what if, holding this What if I was on the phone while I was going pee and I muted myself to go pee and then I didn't flush after I go, after I went pee? I think about that. Not with us. Listen, you, you're still on the call. I, I lived with somebody who would go number two at nighttime and then i would wake up in the morning and there would be number two in the toilet absolutely yeah. not that has completely traumatized me into my adult that's grossed me out too uh oh god yeah that's grossed me out too where i'm i'm so just like now, okay my biggest I fear there. It's like, close my eyes. bro <laughs> my biggest fear is if i for some reason accidentally leave a number two in the toilet that's even though i'm so though? vigilant about it it's a big fear of like what if i accidentally do that one day is yeah. it embarrassing? Why don't you want to play with the poop in the toilet? Well, why am I? Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever opened the toilet to a marinated number two, Bailey? Have you? It's gross. No, just, I know. I'm not denying it. It's enough to make <laughs> simply pass away. No, I mean you. You. What you? What are you scared of? You're terrified that someone's going to accidentally walk in on yours. Do you think they're going to look at you and be like, "What do you think's going to happen?" They're going to think I'm gross. But poop is not like a normal bodily. <laughs> it is gross, but it's just like, oh, you left a poop. You pooped. Oh no, you're human. You pooped. No. It's ha ha. You forgot. <laughs> oh no, you pooped. You pooped. <laughs> no, you it's pooped. gross. <laughs> this is just like the whole smell, the appearance, just the idea of a poop sitting in a toilet for longer than the two minutes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, I it's um, I get it. I'm just trying to think like maybe you should analyze what you're why you're so worried about it. You know, Bailey, what I mean? you're I mean, telling me that if you went to a girl's house and there was a marinated poop in there, you wouldn't be like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" I would make fun. I would make a joke. I, I'm not exactly. gonna walk That's, out like you would make cool. her. You would make her uncomfortable though. You would make the person uncomfortable though. This is what Come I mean. On. Probably not if it was the first time. First time does make a big difference in the situation. But now you're talking wine mom. There is talking no about any situation, you know. There is no amount of times you leave a dookie in the toilet. It's fucking over for you. you I will never let you. I will never let you shit in my apartment simple. again if you leave a dookie in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I will never, never ever. Outside. I will literally stand outside the door and be like. No number twos. I swear. Now we know the prank, Raza. Write this down. Write this down. Dookie. Bro. I'm not involved with this. You guys will literally, like, you will kill me. You will literally kill me. Raza, I've got a more elaborate scheme. We're going to have to train her cat to poop in the toilet and not flush it. Okay, that would be a dream. I wish she would poop in the toilet because her poop smells and I hate scooping it out of the box. So, 
I wouldn't be mad about that. Okay. The plan backfired. The plan backfired. I don't. This is like two polar extremes of one another. One's okay with a poop in the toilet. Other one will do a backflip. And, <laughs> and then there's like, I don't know what's going on. If it's cat poo, I already have to physically get a scoop and scoop it out of the box. So when you look at your own poop, you're just like, that is repulsive. I don't look at my own poop. <laughs> I, okay. Not everyone I'm looks at their poop, Rosa. All right. Sure. If there's something wrong hey, with my try to make me, your, then I'll look. Your point, really, but... I just... Um, bathrooms are just the worst part. Just having to go poop is just... And having to use a bathroom in that way, just all of that is just so traumatic. I just I hate it so much. I fucking hate that so much. Fucking bathrooms. How do they work? Bro. Like, Magnus. literally, I've, I've only, I've never thought about it until this moment. I'm thinking about all the times that Panda comes over and he's like, oh, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And I'm in another room and I'm like, flush the toilet first. Like, how traumatic is that for him that every time he comes here, he has to flush the toilet before he can go pee? Oh, my God. So it's every time? Every time. Every time I'm Jeez. like, flush the toilet before you use it. Because I you know just, when? I'm so paranoid. It's probably more traumatic than if he were to find pee in the toilet. I feel like you're just picking on me now. So, vomit. What a vomit, though. Okay, so I got I got a sidetrack. I got a sidetrack to get you uh, riled up, wine mom. I I didn't read the story, but judging by the headline, it's gonna it's gonna get you riled. Is this our am I the Maybe asshole? you should yeah. read the story. Okay. I, I maybe I should do more prep work. That's fair. Um, yeah, maybe you should. Rosa writes a script and then the, we just wing it. Yeah, that's how we do it. Rosa says, "Am I the asshole for going on dates despite my daughter's objections?" Uh, I'm a single dad to my daughter who's about to turn nine. She means the world to me. Unfortunately, her mom is not in our lives. She cracked under the pressure of parenthood and left us about seven years ago. Through the urging of my oh. friends and family, I've begun dating again. Prior to all of this, I haven't dated since my daughter's mom. Everyone was kind of like, you owe it to yourself to get back out there and try again, etc., etc. I've been going on different dates the past few months, and my daughter's upset. What usually happens is I go on the dates on Saturday nights... It only makes things harder when she sees me start to prep to go out. I get lots of sad eyes and pouting. She just wants it to be her and I against the world. I tried to explain it to her as best I could that this is actually great for dad. I make it a point to try and be home in time to tuck her in on my date nights. And on those nights, she's in no mood to be tucked in or so much as look at me. Uh, am I the asshole for going on dates despite my daughter's objections? No. No, he's no. not an asshole. The kid has to figure it out eventually. <laughs> I think the problem, okay, as somebody who has a single parent who went on dates, I think it's more just about like being honest and open and he's doing the right thing. Um, I think it, it'll become a problem when you pick one to bring home. That's when you're going to have a real problem. So just enjoy this, not wanting to be tucked in shit because this is nothing compared to what's about to come. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. I I yeah. think that scans no matter the gender of kid because yeah. that feels pretty relatable to me. 
I think it's I think it's worse when you have a mom because yeah. ain't no man ain't no man good enough for your mother. I mean men just aren't good in general, but not for my mom. So it's even worse. But I think like when you're especially if you're, it's just like you and your dad, it's yeah, it's going to be hard for her. Yeah, it's a He's tricky just, dance. Just, yeah, like it's going to get worse, bud. So just kind of like suck it up and deal with it. Coast it now, yeah. yeah. Just fucking deal with it now. While she's young enough to get over it. Why mom said f- f- fuck them kids. I'm just gonna say, if he waits until she's older, it's just gonna it's gonna be just as it'll probably actually be worse because then you'll feel more comfortable bringing the person to the house, and then she's gonna really be nasty. So, I'll tell you from experience. Valid, valid. Raza, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? <clears throat> yeah, I feel like it was kind of yeah. I I, I feel like uh, you're like it's like you should like what why mom said. Just the kid has to kind of like deal with it to a degree. Yeah, or like not to to a degree, like to the whole sense of of the word. Because like they don't like if it, I don't again I can't relate because uh, both my parents are and strong, but um. Uh, it's just like I feel like the it's the dad's sort of like responsibility to to like uh, to figure out how he's gonna make her un- understand this because I don't think it's gonna end. I think well, he's just gonna stop. Exactly. Like the options are stop or hide it better. And it's like, yeah. neither of those are going to be healthy for either of you. If you stop, you're mm-hmm. just going to delay your opportunity to find someone. And like, eventually the kid will get over it because they'll get a new mom and they'll be fine with it. Like, I wouldn't say a new mom, but they'll be getting a new person in their lives that they can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, then you teach your child to be sneaky about relationships. And then, you know, that's traumatizing when they find out that you've been lying and being sneaky to them about something like that. Yeah. 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 What, would, what would you say? So I was trying to think back to personal experience. And I had a really uncomfortable first meeting for my stepdad because they wanted to do bowling. And that's not a fun way for an angsty teenager to meet a stepdad. What would you suggest as the optimal activity for introducing a date golf. to the child uh no activity golf. okay Just i think you should slowly introduce them as to like have them come to the house before you go out for the date very slow small introductions yeah. as your friend first before a relationship status Build that instead of being like okay you're gonna meet your new dad no uh you gotta bring daddy's friend around a couple times and then be like oh yeah we, so, we smooch okay so for me Kyle. for me i've met a few boyfriends of my mother's and the best way that it's happened is um okay so i had a stepdad for five years um, and the introduction we had with him is he came over and played video games with us while my mom finished getting ready to go out. So he was there for 20 minutes. That was more than enough time for me to be like, okay, I kind of like this guy. I'll, I He can come around again. And then the next but, time it was another 20 minute interval and it continued that way until it was like, oh, is he going to come over and hang out? And then he came and watched movies with us. So it was just very slow 
Which is I, fair. I would do a whole event. I like that, but wouldn't you still know what's good? You still know this person's. Yeah, I knew over. what was going on. I, I figured it out. I guess you kids are unavoidable, Dude. eh? Of course it is. Yeah. But also, you have to keep in mind, I'm a different kind of person when it comes to my mother. You guys, you guys know this. Like, I every everybody who's in my mom's life, specifically men, they have a very hard time. They have a very, very hard time. I'm not going to make it easy for you because if you think that she comes without me, you're mistaken. Sorry. Um, I make it difficult. I like how wine mom tests out these guys like their used cars. Yeah. Um, To see which one can get the better, which one has the best, because they're all worn goods. F yeah. Sorry. That sounds Step bad. I'm test. sorry. We gotta do. We gotta create a stepdad test, a wine mom certified stepdad test with steps and procedures to be followed to verify whether or not your potential suitor will be a good stepdad. I'm telling you, I there is there is no amount of. I just it's never gonna happen. You there's no there's no amount of test. You just it, you, it's just gonna have to either work or it's not gonna work. So you're saying so you, every sort of relationship isn't in the porn? My mom, my mom has had one boyfriend that I liked. One boyfriend that I liked. So okay, hold on, hold on. Does your mom? Okay, when your mom would go out on these these uh, dates, would she? I assume she would keep in mind that you have to be saying like have to. You would have to give her the green light, right? Is is that no? What, She's so my mom is okay. very much like me and you guys know that I'm not running anything past anyone and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. So it's the okay. the, the pair of us are it's, it's rough. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And the thing is like, like I'm not afraid to say how I feel about a person. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to read someone mm -hmm. to filth real easy. I mean, you can ask Bailey. I I if you got a partner, I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I'm very clear about how I feel. I've just right. always been that way. Okay. Good Do it nice, know, though. Good to know. Good to yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Personal life experience for Raza. Okay, no, I'm I'm all on board with that. Those are, like, uh, very healthy words of advice, and you could figure out the activities that, like, work best for you or not activities, the, the those fake activities, the the staged activities per se i guess it would be called how do you yeah it's staged honestly right. just start with a simple meet and greet just keep it real fucking simple because you put too much pressure on the new partner and your child to get along if you're just like okay we're doing this we're like in your instance with the bowling i mean first of all your stepdad is absolutely adorable. He is such a lovely man. I absolutely adore and love him very much. I think he's so sweet. Yeah. So, you know, there was no failure for him, to be honest. But I think, like, that's a lot of stress for that. Like, for him, it must have been so stressful to be like, okay, I don't know this kid. And now I got to sit with him for however long I go bowling. Yeah. And then this kid could just ultimately hate me. Yeah, exactly. And and I did it didn't work out. Do you that think well. it's easy? You, do you think it's just you in that on that couch? It's, it's also your step uh, dad too, who's exactly. freaking out too as well. He doesn't but know Bailey, you like him. But Bailey was lucky yeah, though. Was... He literally has the sweetest stepdad ever. I got the shit out of the stick. 
Yeah, I got lucky. I, um, I, lucky. I have a real dad. I can't. I have a real dad. My dad yeah. in my <laughs> life. It was even my dad more loves me and lets me his car. My dad. It was even more I, traumatic I, for me when I met my real dad. <laughs> oh, true. I seem talking to him. Honestly, the stepdads were one thing. It was meeting the real dad. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what it is. Me and my dad spent It was okay. So, since you 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 both come from you know like you know those single parenthood. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, was it? meeting having a stepdad in your life what did that do with the relationship if you had one with your real dad i don't know you we go ahead first like, we just kind of like giggled about him we just kind of giggled oh, about shit. the stepdad you were like she you were like shit 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 posting <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just kind of shit post because there's a like, there's a joke in there, but I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say. It. You clear the air a little bit. You're getting out the aggression, and then it's in not so serious. Like, oh, I think he's gross. Then he's queuing. He's digging for info, and I'm giving the info, but we're kind of shooting the shit about it instead of like a. Did you and your dad? You, so did your dad and and your stepdad try to battle for your. Uh, your mom the word yeah i made no, them play for your admiration love and oh for yeah, your for love your, and affection yeah, yeah i made them because play chess they and then the they, bridge. yeah yeah i made them play chess and then they did a backflip contest i don't know if, if, if okay all right you know i knew i was going to see what this answer but yeah it is what it is no i didn't it was a serious answer there was no competition no there was no competition um, again, because okay. the situation, did you feel like times, there was one or no? Um, I wouldn't say that I felt like there was a, a one. I would say that my, uh, dad was off put by it. If anything, my dad was like, yo, what's, what's, what's up with me then? Because my stepdad was so different. Am I going back to the... The pound What's now. Up? Um, yeah. Uh, so did so did that add? So did you have to like once you got comfortable with your stepdaddy? Did did you have to make like was was it hard to maintain both relationships at the same time? Um, no, kind of. I, I just I'm a weird situation, and same with my mom. The, the dad just wasn't in contact as that much as it is. I know that makes it darker. Oh, you know, okay. that makes it darker, but okay. the dad already wasn't in contact much, so then it was like, oh, yeah, this didn't really change dynamics. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So it's a good having an insight on a, on a, you know. The pro I, think the, I, think the biggest, I think the biggest problem with both mine and Bailey's situation is that it was literal children trying to create family dynamics. That's what it was. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So instead oh. instead of instead of our respective fathers yeah. understanding that our mothers were women who also wanted to have a relationship with another person and still have a, you know, mm. a good life and have their kid and stuff, instead it was a you should have to be sad and pine for me forever because we have a child together while I fuck around and do whatever mm. I want. That's My that's dad is terrified of my mother. Good. That's how it should be. <laughs> and uh, 
if you if a man doesn't fear yeah. you, he doesn't respect you, Raza. That is the truth. Yeah, I mean, Bailey respects me because he fears me all the time now. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. Zingers! I am so full of myself. But no, like today. legitimately, <laughs> as as a woman, if a man doesn't fear you a little, he doesn't respect you. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure the reason I don't want to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of the main things why my parents' relationship has lasted so long is the fear from <laughs> my dad. Yeah, because <laughs> he can't do anything. Terror. I mean, he's like, because my mom's in Pakistan um, right now, and my dad is just like. He's living free. Free of fear. Free. He's doing things where he wants to do, like drink at 6 p.m. Oh. Oh, Don't wow. say that too loud. I know. My mom watches the stream, so she, she's she listening right now. Your dad's going to get a phone call. I bet you. Now I bet you. Put Why down mom, the beer. I bet you I something. I bet you something, wine mom. I bet you ain't what? nobody washed the toilet. <laughs> Raza. No, I did yesterday. Do you want me to take a picture of it? No, I, I don't want a picture of it. That'll make me too quick. Up. I believe on those too yeah. quick. Okay. Because we had guests over. <laughs> I just, like, as we talk about family dynamics, I'm just thinking about a possible future situation in my life. And like, I'm just, I'm going to be so violent, bro. I'm going to be so violent. I'm going to be uncontrollable. I can just feel it. <laughs> well, I know. All of a sudden, she, you and I are with her. She goes into an unclean washroom, closes the door. All, all of a sudden, you, you you see a glow of yellow light radiating from underneath the, the door. Listen, Open the door. It will be her... mom is going Super Saiyan mode. Exactly. It's her origin story. We'll be able to make a comic book movie out of her life. <laughs> she, 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 she's like pool. looking at the toilet. <laughs> I just, I just can't handle it. I just can't handle it. Okay, now we've been talking about, we've been talking about poop for so long. We've gone, we've, we've now given life advice on several different topics. I feel that we summarized our job advice pretty well. Yeah. But I wanted to give you the opportunity since we had our little back and forth. I want to give you the opportunity. If you have any final points on the job hunt, then we'll go to the tweet of the week and close it up. You got, you got a job hunt tip, or you want to close her up? Who me? Yeah, I'm looking at you. Me? Oh, okay. My number one hint for people, well, actually, let's say job hack for people. It's a couple things. One, do those stupid tests where they give you like a list of different things that you would be interested in. And then this is something that I don't think enough people do. This is tip number two. This is something that, that not enough people do. And young people should definitely take advantage of this. If there is a job, a career, or a field, or something you want to get into, please, for the love of fucking anything that is good in this world, try and job shadow. Call people in positions of power or positions that you want to eventually be in and ask them how they got there, what kind of work they had to do. Literally ask <clears throat> questions. Don't be fucking scared. Ask them if you can come and watch them work for the day, if you can experience yeah. what they do. It's not embarrassing. You're going to learn so much more and it'll give you the confidence to pursue a career that you genuinely want. Okay? Take advantage of co-op. In, in high school, co-op was one of the best things I did. I learned very quickly I was not going to be a vet. 
it's worth it. <laughs> good, good little little t t uh, tidbit there. Yeah, that's a cute one. That's a cute one. Yeah, yeah. no, I I like that last one. I I would second that, and based on my points from earlier, it's like and kind of wine moms is even if you're working minimum wage, obviously you have extenuous situations, but like value yourself. Like if a job is treating you like shit, like look for another job. Now I understand many people won't have the ability to quit, but you can look for another job while you're at the current place. Like try to think yeah. of the next step if it is shit. Yeah. Well, I think also for young people, cause this, okay. So this is a very big thing for me as a young person. When I got a job, I was too scared to quit a job because I was like, oh, I got to pay these bills or pay this bill. Honestly, quit the fucking job. Quit the fucking job. If you really want to, if you're still living at home with your mom, quit the fucking job. Don't stay. Don't force yourself to stay. Just quit the job. You will find another opportunity. Don't burn your bridges, but don't stay somewhere you're unhappy. Don't allow yourself to get to five years of absolute misery. It's not worth it. I agree. Raza, yeah. after your years of uh, laundry washing, what do, you have, what do you have advice? Which detergent should we use? I don't know. The Tide one? Raza, that's not very helpful. <laughs> Fucking... Uh, that's the question. Oh what my are your God. job what's hints? What's your, what's your job hints? Job advice? Oh, job. Odd jobby tips? Uh, you know... Just, uh, you know, if you really want to do something, keep like, keep like hunting every, every day. But like, as wine mom says, don't stay at uh, something that will kill you, right? Just keep your, and then f get a hobby, expand your, your, your skills, become like okay. a one man army, like Bailey yeah. is essentially. So just do things which, which will make you like, unique which is easier said than done but we're doing it for yeah. matching the madness so if, if yes. we can do it you can do it too and because the bar is that low thank you yeah. Raza. thank you well, thank you you make me feel um, good about myself so we're gonna we're gonna pull up your tweet of the week here Bucko. i kind of like this one i kind of like this one mm -hmm. all right Raza. Oh, so God. this week it's on screen like we have commenting quote-unquote, the dick riding is crazy on a post of someone congratulating their family member on graduating. What? That was a mouthful. You, you, how do, how, how do you I re-say that in a sentence that makes sense, Just Rosa? say it again. Just say commenting, it again. Commenting, commenting, the dick riding is crazy on a post of someone congratulating their family member for graduating. I get it. Yeah. I get it. You, okay. I get it. Second time, I hit. Yeah, I hit a second time. There it is. Yeah, I just needed well, to actually listen there. and understand. Yeah, no, that's or, fair. Or, that's or, fair. Or, I'm hard to listen yeah. to. It's easy to just let my words go in one ear and out the other. I'm worth. Honestly, the most dramatic man in the room. I'm telling you right now, the most dramatic one I know. Honestly, <laughs> Nargang. Seriously. And, and if you, and if you can say your whole social insurance number. Remember? Bro, I'm literally a Libra, and he's somehow the most dramatic one in the room. It does not make any sense. Carry on. Oh. Oh. I don't have anything I to say. I'm, I was gonna. I was fucking around with you to see if you'd jump in there, Raza. That was jokes. 
Um, so this week we got Bailey, we got Raza, we got Wine Mom. You can find this show on Spotify where you can subscribe. And then if you're listening to the Spotify version, you watch us live on Twitch on Mondays at 6 p.m. And you can hang out with us afterwards. It's much more personal. And that is how you become a cool person and get better jobs because we could give you job advice because we like to pretend we know everything because Raza writes the script on a weekly basis. And this is how we decide if we know things or not. But I'm rambling. Thank you for coming out. We appreciate you. You can also find us on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Gnarly Media. You can find Raza with a really confusing name on Instagram and find his uh, find him on Twitter somehow, magically. Wine Mom will have a profile to share sometime. Otherwise, um, um, can can we tell everybody that we love them? Raza, Raza, you want to tell everybody that you love them? Love you, stream people, fans of ours, the two people watching us. I love y'all. Mind mom? Um, I love my friends, not the fans. Okay. Because the fans are not fans, they are my friends. Ooh, there you go. No, I agree with that. We appreciate all you. This is all slowly growing. We got new things coming. Look at the flag. Look at the flag. What is that flag? Thank you again for watching us badly talk about these these topics. You can follow us on Twitch, Marching Into Madness, all one word, no space. On the gram, Marching Underscore Into Underscore Madness. And on Patreon at patreon.com slash Marching Into Madness. And again, on Le Discord A at Marching Into Madness. Join us and Bailey will pay you 10 whole Canadian dollars. <laughs> You can follow Whitey over at Harley underscore media on the Insta. You must definitely follow the life of our, of our whole podcast, Wine Mom, at X Wine Mom X because the year's 2002 and we still have, have the X in our names. And me, your favorite uh, brown boy, at underscore R dot R Malik on underscore. Thank you for the third time. We love you. Drink some milk and be healthy. Remember, kids, say no to school and yes to <laughs> <laughs> It's like such bad advice. It's like here we put this well-formulated podcast together with good insight on facts and truth and political points and social issues. Don't go to school, dude. Oh, God. Bailey was supposed to be shouldn't be near school after saying that. Bailey listens to me say the sentence and he goes, "Mm, maybe I should say my sentence now. (laughs) Ha 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 ha.